time. It's time to hit the ice, Penguin fans. Chris Mack has you covered with all the news and notes surrounding, surrounding your Penguin. Only on 5th Avenue Faceoff. Welcome back in another edition of 5th Avenue Faceoff as the Pens get ready for uh, an old Patrick Division weekend. Flyers come to town on Saturday. Rangers on Sunday, the first of those three games against the Rangers in seven days. Lucky enough to be joined by Natalie Eganoff from the Lipstick League podcast. She's all over Philly. She's got it covered. Yeah. It's... I'm, uh, I'm not, we're not supposed we're not supposed <laughs> to be nice to each other, Natalie. So I don't know how to handle this. Well, you know what? I think we can both commiserate right now because okay. you know I was listening to you guys talk prior to me hopping on, and you know you're talking about the rivalry, or, and you're talking about you know Crosby mm-hmm. and Malkin, and I'm thinking about you know that heyday about now 13 years ago, that yeah. 2010 period where. You know, the Flyers were at their peak. They had like the Mike Richards era and right. the Penguins. And it was just this this battle every time that the teams played each other. And now it's like these are two organizations that, you know, have been led by Ron Hextall. You know, when we look at his moves over the years and, you know, there's a lot of uh, change here in Philly. I They still haven't figured it out. I feel like since that pivotal era in 2010, the last time they really made a run for the cup and it's like, here we are 13 years out from that now. And it's unbelievable that we're still seeing this turnover and that, you know, right. they fired Chuck Fletcher this morning and, you know, Danny Breyer's at the helm, who is at this point, I think you could consider a legacy flyer, right? Yeah. But at the same time, it's a very safe flyers move. They always bring somebody in who had that flyer shield on their chest at one point or another to kind of take that home. And he's what I'm hearing in real consideration for the GM job. They're going to separate president. They're going to separate GM, but it's a wild time here in Philadelphia hockey. That's for sure. <laughs> I'm glad you brought up the heyday of like the two, the, the 2010 through 2012 period. Cause Danny Briere is still offside from the 2012 series. No way. No way. <laughs> no way. And I, I do, I do this because you, you know, I don't know if, uh-huh. you're, if they're going to see this, you know, his famous. Yeah. Pump the fist pump. Like that uh-huh. was the time. That was the fist pump of I got away with being offside. That's exactly no way, what that was. No way. <laughs> so let me swear that series. Let's commiserate about Ron Hextall here. Um, misunderstood, or maybe he still is somehow Mr. Right for this team. Um, I we've all heard about the mistakes that were made in Philly. Yeah. And, and to be honest, Chuck Fletcher really seemed to follow in his footsteps a good bit in that they weren't willing to admit to those mistakes soon enough. Um, and that's been part of the problem with Hextall here is that. You know, he didn't admit to the mistake of giving Kapanen uh, a, a contract extension this offseason soon enough. He didn't admit to the mistake of giving Jeff Carter an extension uh, and a no-move clause. So I guess if if you could give us any sort of cautious warning about what we may see and what a lot of people hope is the last few months of the Hextall era here in Pittsburgh, just yeah. how hard is it to deal with Hextall when – he seemingly won't own up to those mistakes. Well, and, you know, I think you look at his tenure here in Philadelphia and he did have success, right? When he Mm -hmm. kind of first entered the world of hockey managerial, those front office operations, he went to the Kings and all of a sudden had this tremendous amount of success. So I think there's a part of him, he comes into the Flyers organization. And I think that that was another hope and a prayer. And again, he was so beloved here. So of course the fans loved him. 
um, that, you know, we were going to kind of see him mirror the success that he had in LA, that it didn't go that way here, right? But he kind of reminds me of one of those guys, and you guys are now watching it play out, like you just mm. said, right, that's the problem is not owning up to it and kind of being settled in the fact that these are the decisions I'm making and I think that they're right. So it sounds like he still hasn't learned that lesson of, yeah. I don't know if he's just surrounded by yes men or doesn't want to listen to the people around him who go against his opinion, because that was kind of a lot of what we heard here in Philadelphia. So it could just kind of be replicated on the other side of the state, whether again, it's who's in his ear helping him make decisions, or if he's just that adamant that, you know, what, it's my way or the highway. And it ended here for that reason, because that's what, that's what went down. Yeah, it's crazy because we had Jim Rutherford here before him who was almost too impatient at times. He would trade a dude <laughs> on a Tuesday morning because they didn't play well on Monday night. And now Hextall is so, he'll dig his heels in on guys. And to your point, um, it's just more of the same. You would think he'd learn from the lessons that perhaps didn't serve him well in Philly, but he's not. He's digging his heels in even more. And so here we are with Ron Hextall, you know, having – having fans chant for him to be fired during games, you know, like that's, yeah, yeah, we if, know. if there's we anything know. Philly and Pittsburgh fans can get together on, it's chanting fire, Hextall. And here yeah. we are. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of those things and it's crazy, right? You're seeing it play out. And then you wonder if he does leave Pittsburgh, where's, what's his future going to hold for him. Right. And I feel like the NHL, it's one of those businesses where it's a lot of the same turnover with guys who had success. You even look right. at John Tortorella, I feel like they thought that he would come in here, kind of hide the mess that the organization has been trying to hide. But when you have a front office that's so disconnected, it you know, the trickle down effect is real. The the locker room is totally disjointed, you know, and then they bring in this coach who has this really, you know, strict again, my way or the highway approach. It's like it's like you're trying to put a band-aid on a situation with somebody who's equally as hot headed as all mm -hmm. the decision makers. It's like so too many cooks, you know, too many cooks in the kitchen. Right. And I think that that's where this team just got completely lost. And it's a shame, you know, I'm thinking now I'm sitting here thinking about 2010 and I'm like, God, those were, those were the days they really right. were. How did they not build off of that? Um, so I heard you and your co-host Nicole on the lipstick league, the latest edition of your podcast. Right. Yeah. And I'm listening to you guys talk about the golden girls. Cause I guess Nicole went to like, <laughs> there's this golden girls pop-up bar that she went yeah. to. Yeah. And so I, I don't ask me where this thought came from other than just listening to the like, first half of your podcast this morning. Okay. If Ron Hextall were a golden girl, which one would he be? This is serious hockey talk now. Um, I feel like he wouldn't be Blanche. Hang on. Let me. No, let me he's, he's not. He doesn't pull the sexy move enough to be. Blanche. No, no, no. Hang on. Let me look at, let me look at the golden girls real quick. That's would a really be, good question. Would he be old and wise? Sophia Petrillo, who's going to hit you over of, the head with his purse. I kind of think like, he kind of reminds me that he would have that attitude as well. The yeah. same attitude as Sophia. Cause she, she really never like took any shit. You know, she kind of. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, like she was she was not gonna put up with it and hextall as a player i think is sophia i think hextall oh. is a gm hextall is a gm is rose he's gonna, <laughs> he's gonna compare everything to back in saint olaf and try yeah. to tell you 
about the the boy who got stuck in the windmill while he was grating cheese or some ridiculous Minnesota story. Well, and you know what's kind of funny that it's it's that mindset, right? As we're talking about making organizational moves, and you think about the the flyers and that that kind of mentality here in Philly, where and we always hearken back to the old day, and it's the Broad right. Street bullies and all this stuff, and it's it kind of gets to this point where it's like we can't, we got to move forward. We need to like let that go. So who knows? I feel like the Flyers are just a team that it's looking for a new identity, and we can't be having Rangers fans come into our house like that either. No, that was that, that was tough to watch. Well, well, let me ask you that. Ask you this then, because I br- I've, I brought it up with Brian Metzer from the Penguins Radio Network a couple minutes ago. Is there still the same heat between the Pens and the Flyers these days? Is there out that out, out that way anyway? I'll tell. Oh, I, I'll tell you what. I think Flyers fans forever, you know, will hate the Penguins respectfully, <laughs> and <laughs> and you know, I, I think as long as Sidney Crosby's playing, he's he's that player that I think the Flyers organization just has clearly everybody has wanted that white whale player, that, that second coming of Wayne Gretzky, that, that franchise player who's going to set the tone. And again, like you guys were saying, he's still playing at this high level, scoring that overtime goal the other night, you know, like getting still chirping at the refs, getting called out of games. Like he's still, we love competitors here in Philly, but if you're not on our team, we love to hate you. So as long as he's still playing, I think the fans will have something to yell about in Philadelphia. That's a good call. Yeah, there will always be juice between the Pens and the Flyers. As somebody who was forced to hang out with Flyers fans going to Penn State and lived through the uh, the Keith Primu, Ron Tugnut game in 2000 with a bunch oh. of Flyers fans. Oh, yeah. I, uh, was that the eight overtime? Seven yeah. The, yeah the, the was it six six over, six overtime? I don't know. I just know it was really was late, and seven? I was still up watching the game and was stuck with a bunch of Flyers fans. So. Well, I mean, that's unfortunate for you, but I was up watching that game, too, and that was what a – you know, I wish they never changed that rule. We could have more games like that now. <laughs> we could. We could. I'd be down for that. Natalie, right? thanks so much for the time. I appreciate it, oh, I, especially because I asked you to do it last minute, but I thought, hey – Things are going on in Philly, and we got to talk about it before the Always. Flyers come to town. So I appreciate Always. the time. Yeah, thank you. Thanks so much. Catch Natalie with the Lipstick League podcast. Good stuff. Fun, sports, pop culture, entertainment, where it all meets. Uh, she and her co-host, Nicole. Um, it really is entertaining stuff. And she, she, she brings the Philly side to things as we get ready for the Pens to take on the Flyers on Saturday, the Rangers on Sunday. I do have a story about... Uh, a Rangers-related guest, somebody from New York we were supposed to have on, or at least I was hopeful we would have this person on uh, during this big three games between the Pens and Rangers in seven days series. Uh, I will tell you that story on Monday's episode as we'll be getting ready. We'll be looking back on game one of Pens rangers in seven days and ahead to uh, a game against the Canadiens on Tuesday, on Monday, uh, Stu Callen from the Montreal Gazette will check in to give us a little preview of what's going on up in Montreal. We'll catch back up with Tango as well. Thanks to Natalie Eganoff. Thanks to Brian Metzer. Thanks to Albie Oxenreiter for joining me today. Enjoy the hockey this weekend. Let's hope the Pens uh, don't do you dirty like they did against the Islanders. Maybe actually stack a couple of Metro Division wins. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Leave a rating, leave a review inside your Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y, or wherever you get your podcast. Thanks again for listening to Fifth Avenue Faceoff.